We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the DFS OGs podcast right here on rotogrinders.com. I am your host, Chris Beermakers Fan Prince. Joined as I always am each and every week, breaking down the main slate with my boys, Head Chopper and Notorious. We'll cover every game for you on FanDuel DraftKings. We'll give you our favorite betting picks. We'll recap how the picks went last week. We'll see if we hit that five-team parlay. I want to dig into that as well. We'll get our weekly update on Chop season-long teams. We may even talk some Twitter beefs here. So a lot to get to here, but let me bring in my boys, Noto, Chop, Noto, we're going to go to you first here, buddy. How was week seven, and how are we doing, my man? Yeah, doing good. Week seven wasn't too bad. I uh, ended up scraping out a profit, although it looked a lot better. Before that Sunday night game, you know, I thought uh, it was going to be overly popular. Uh, it was kind of a throwback to the old school days where we had the Sunday night game. I always included in the main slate, so I thought everyone was going to get exposure to it. Everyone did, and uh, that was the right move uh, at the end of the day. So you need a lot of those guys uh, to finish near the top of the tournaments. But overall, uh, thanks to your Packers uh, and Devontae Adams, um, some other guys. Uh, he's a backup tight end for the Browns. Uh, I was able to cash, but I uh, did miss out on those big paydays. Hey, positive weeks, positive week. But, yeah, I mean, Adams Lockett, that's, uh, what, 100 points, just those two guys alone. And I saw something. Tyler Lockett's performance was, like, one of the best fantasy performances of all time. So, uh, absolutely insane. Unfortunately, I was on the Chris Carson side of that. Uh, that game, he goes down, and the passing game goes nuts. So, uh, it happens. Not a great week for myself. Chop, let's get over to you, man. Got a lot going on over there. So, uh, how, was week se- how was week seven? How's things going? Uh Anything you want to want to discuss with this Twitter spat going on? I mean, how we doing, bud? Well, week seven was about a break-even week, and uh, I ended week seven on the uh, Monday night football game because Monday nights in in the weeks. Oh, that's uh, not the start of the week. <laughs> and that was about a break-even too. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I just uh, I had woke up. I was having a little friendly banner back and forth with some guys in, in Discord and. 
And uh, one of the guys uh, took to Twitter, and I guess he he didn't like it. He didn't like the conversation. He called me out on it, and, and I called him out back. But, you know, it is what it is, man. Uh, just, uh, just having some good nature fun out there, man. I think uh, it's a good time to just all relax, man, just kind of get along. I know everybody's not ever going to get along, but my, my whole motto in life is if, if I don't get along with somebody, I, uh, I'll i just turn the other way, man. And, you know, I don't ever have to talk to them, right? That's it. That's a good thing about decisions in life. I don't ever have to talk to anybody. I'm certainly not going to be aggressive and, and go after them if I don't like them. And not saying I don't like anybody. I'm just saying. So, uh, you know, we'll figure it out, man. But it is what it is, man. There's a lot of Twitter beefs out there. You were saying pre-show we were talking before the show started, man. There's a lot of guys out there calling each other out. It's weird. Tensions are high right now. I mean, it we, must we, be COVID, man. It, it's got, it's got to be. I mean, I, I, I don't want to be the 2020. I'm sick of hearing about 2020 <laughs> or uh, in these uncertain times. I'm sick of seeing that. Like, man, just, just relax a little bit. Take a deep breath. We do this stuff for fun. We try to give you guys an hour of entertainment yeah, on Twitter. You know, Chop, I know he likes to, to poke and jab a little bit, but it's all in good fun. I see there's a basketball challenge going on here, Chop. So, you know, yeah, you might have to dust off the high top. I, I, I might have to pull them out. They got extra dust on them. I used to play back in the day. Definitely been a while, but you know, I got your back. So you need me. I'll, I will come out of retirement uh, for my boy here, but yeah, all in all, let, let, let's just have some fun here. Let, let's relax. And that's certainly what we're here to do is have some fun here. Break down the slate again. We'll, we'll give you some game picks, uh, some picks for DFS as well. So let's jump right into it here, boys. We've got 11 games to cover. Uh, hopefully no COVID issues to, to distract anything or move things around. But uh, first game for us, Indianapolis and Detroit. We've got the Colts uh, minus three here on the road. Pretty big total here. Uh, no major injury news here. Indy coming off the bye. Uh, so anyone that, that was hurting, maybe they get a week healthy. Uh, Detroit, big win in Atlanta. You know, it's normally a game Detroit kind of gives away, but uh, march down the field and, and score that touchdown right at the end of the game. So uh, Indy riding high, playing very good defensively. Detroit uh, coming off another win here. So interesting game, Chop. We'll start with you. Uh, thing that stood out to me, Jonathan Taylor, uh, in a pretty good spot here against this Detroit run, D. But uh, your thoughts here, Colts and Lions. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Uh... It's an interesting, interesting matchup for Taylor. I don't think he's a right now a particularly good player, but uh, yeah, it's certainly he's certainly got the matchup in the offensive line to do some damage here. Uh, let me see. I'm, I, I guess the guy I'm most interested though for Indianapolis is uh, I'm gonna go Trey Burton. I guess we check the injury report and make sure nobody's coming back that was has been out that's gonna affect him too much. But Philip Rivers likes the dump downs, man. He likes the dump downs to. Uh, especially to his tight ends. He's got uh, last last game out. I think we had a bye this week for Indianapolis, yep, so we didn't get to see him. But the uh, last time we saw old John uh, or Trey Burton, was uh, he was crushing him, man. He was catching touchdowns. They even let him run one near the goal line, you know. So uh, he's got – yeah, I think he's got some upside here, and I just don't trust any other receiver – for the Colts right now. I mean, obviously you've got to be done with T.Y., right? Like every week you keep on waiting for him. It's just not going to happen with Phillip Rivers at the helm. So I think Trey Burton is the guy I trust the most for Indianapolis in, in a very good matchup. And that's kind of sad to say, but I think it's the other side. Detroit is interesting. They had that uh, last play win. Maybe that propels them with a little momentum. I don't think I'd, I don't, I think Kenny Galladay's matchup proof. It's not a great matchup, but he's matchup proof. So I'm on Galladay. Hawkinson is okay. And uh, 
Yeah, that backfield is still kind of a mess. I think we all wanted wanted DeAndre Swift to be a thing, but again, it really wasn't this past week. Now, they did bump carry on down to almost nothing, but he's still splitting time basically right down the middle with Peterson. So I don't know if I can mess around with that either, but give me Burton, give me Galladay, give me Hawkinson. Yeah, Burton looked great. I mean, like you mentioned it, Rivers has loved to use the tight ends. This offense loves to utilize the tight ends. So it it was a good point. Look at the injuries and see, but uh, it seems like he's going to be the guy, even when some of these guys are healthy, hell, they they let him play a little wildcat back to his uh, quarterback days back in Florida. So uh, definitely, definitely look good. Uh, Noto, I want to say thank you to you. You you talked me into a little Marvin Jones and it wasn't great. I mean, he did 13 points at 4k, but I uh, dipped my toe back in that water, but you put it up against Lockett. Some of those guys, 13 ain't doing much for you, but uh, definitely was a, a good call on Marvin Jones, kind of getting it going again. Uh, I agree with Chop, though. It's it's really hard to, to pick game, guys out of this game. Galladay, yeah, he's great. We know Indy's going to limit the big plays, though, uh, with, the, with the way they play defense. Uh, Taylor, I like the matchup, but, you know, Chop said it. He's been average. You know, maybe this gets him going here. Uh, what do you got here for me, Colts and Lions, Noto? Yeah, it's not a sexy game on the surface, but it does have a high total. It's indoors, uh, and there are a lot of low total games this week. So perhaps there's a little bit more here than we think on paper. Uh, I do like the Jonathan Taylor call for tournaments. Uh, you know, the snap share isn't as high as some of the other running backs at his price point, but should see 55 to 60%, and uh, it's a great matchup, like you said. And he's offered a pretty high floor, at least 13 fantasy points in five of his first six games. I like the Trey Burton call, especially if Mo Ali cox is out again. And then Marcus Johnson, he leads the team in air yards, air yards over the last three weeks. I know Phillip Rivers' air yards, you know, don't count as much as a normal quarterback, but um, it's at least worth noting, and he's pretty cheap. And then I agree with the Kenny Galladay play on the other side of the ball. Uh, if you go to our lineup HQ right now and, you know, look at the wide receiver cornerback matchups, I know we talked these up a little bit too much, but uh, he does have the third best matchup at the moment. Um, I know we think of uh, them having a pretty good secondary, but um, it's a pretty good wide receiver cornerback matchup, and we know he can win in any matchup anyway, so I like that. And, yeah, I agree with DeAndre Swift. He's looked great, but he's only played on 38% of the snaps over the last two games. So it's just hard to go there when the volume's not there, but uh, they do want to get him more involved moving forward. So I guess you could look his way in tournaments. All right, let's enter the batting arena here. Indy is minus three. Like I mentioned, that total at 50 and a half. Derek, you get to lead us off here. Ah, man, this doesn't feel great. I just don't trust Phillip Rivers all that much. So I'm going to take the home underdog plus three. Oh, I'm taking the Lions as well. So I, 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 they're playing well. I, I'm just not sold on Indy. You know, even defensively, they've had some really, really good matchups. I think they're very good defensively. I don't think they're a number one shutdown Ravens, Bears type of defense uh, that we've seen in the past here. So uh, I'll take the points here with Detroit at home as well. Chop, what do you got? Well, I, uh, I, I do like that spread for Detroit, but I also don't want to go against Indianapolis with that bye week and a, and a really smart coach coming out. So I won't take that one, but I will take the over in that game instead. All right, over for Chop. So let's take a look back at last week. Noto, 7-4, and four, continuing nice. a, a great run here, 48-32-1 on the season. Chop, a little bit under 500 at 5-6. and <sighs> six. Deeps you at 42 and 37 on the season. And I finally put a winning week together, match yeah. Noto at seven and four. It only took me seven weeks to, to pull my head out of my ass, but 35, 43, and one. Uh, we did not hit the five team parlay. We, we, but was close. I mean, Buffalo 
sludged through that game against the Jets. So they, they came up a few points short. Uh, and then we had that over in Houston Green Bay uh, come up like a point or two short as well. So hit three out of the five and came damn close on the two that we missed. So uh, all in all, a pretty solid week uh, on the ones that we've all agreed on uh, and collectively uh, putting some winners out there for week seven. All right, let's move on. Next game, Minnesota uh, and Green Bay. NFC North battle here. Uh, Minnesota coming off that bye. Sounds like Dalvin Cook uh, should be back. Seems like it's almost certain that he'll be back in that lineup. Uh, and then Green Bay, big win at Houston. Huge game by Devontae Adams. We saw a big game by Jamal Williams. Uh, Aaron Jones remains questionable. So obviously that's a situation uh, that we'll have to keep an eye on. So Chop, uh, big total here in this one. Uh, might be the bi- one of the biggest ones we have on the board. 54 and a half here. Uh, your thoughts, Packers and Vikings. Yeah, it looks like a really, really fun game on the surface here. Not like those old school Minnesota games uh, where they're used to be all defense, no offense. Now they're all offense, no defense. So I'm on board with it, man. I think uh, it's just one of those games. I'm not going to try to nitpick out everybody to play. You can play anybody. If Minnesota's healthy, you can, any one of these guys is in line to do well in this matchup. And for Green Bay, I, you just saw last week just how damn good Devontae Adams can be. He's uh, I, hate to, I hate to go he's the best in the game or try to rank him. But he is, if he's not the best, he's right there with the best. So Adams is straight up money. I guess everything's going to hinge on Aaron Jones. Will Will Aaron be back? If so, he's a great play. If not, I don't mind paying the 6.1 for Jamal Williams again. He's obviously going to be that workhorse if Aaron Jones is out. Yeah, I was interested to see if they would work A.J. Dillon in and kind of split it up. And it was it was all Jamal Williams in that backfield. So I'm with you. It's one of those games, you know, a lot of guys in play. There's not many guys I don't like. Irv Smith really stood out as kind of a a cheap value at tight end at just 3K. Uh, Dalvin Cook against this Green Bay run D, I I think, is certainly in play. And then whoever the running back is, Rodgers to Jones or to to Adams, a ton of ways that you can go in this game. So, Derek, who are your favorites here? Anybody you're avoiding? Uh, Your breakdown here, Vikings and Packers. Yeah, you can take the blender approach and, you know, play whoever you want. That certainly applies. Oh, come to this on, you game. got you got to give us like <laughs> chopped it. Chop gave us an Emmy winning performance there. Um, yeah, I'm not good at impression, but uh, <laughs> we can send it back over to chop. Um, I did get a, a chuckle out of the quote on Dalvin Cook. He has a 99.999% of chance returning this week. I don't know why they had to go three decimal points. We get it. Um, yeah, he should be in a good spot. You know, their offensive line's actually been pretty good at creating lanes for him and you can beat the Packers on the ground or through the air. Um, but I will know Jair, Jair Alexander, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL this season, I believe he's number one, according to Pro Football Focus. So uh, if he's going to be outside on Justin Jefferson, I think it could be a really good spot for Adam Thielen. Um, so just keep an eye on, you know, if we get word if he's going to shadow anybody. And then uh, for the Packers, yeah, if Aaron Jones is out, you know, load up on Jamal Williams, 23 touches, only 6,100. He's a pretty good defense, or a pretty bad defense, so I like that. And if Jones is active, you can play him. Um, the only problem with the Packers is they're all expensive. You know, Adams is 8,800. Rodgers is over 7K, and Rodgers doesn't have, you know, as high of a rushing floor as he used to. He probably needs four more touchdowns to be the highest scoring quarterback. So I like this game as a whole, but I do worry about the price points a little bit on the Packers side. Yeah, I love the feeling call. I mean, eight for 110, two touchdowns uh, in week one, season high 34 DraftKings points. So, uh, one of those Minnesota receivers, I, I think, is really going to have a big game, uh, and it's a great point. You know, Alexander's been phenomenal. Uh, Thielen's working on the inside. Uh, he's probably the guy to target here. So 7200 big price to pay, 
Uh, third most expensive receiver we have on the main slate, but I think uh, with good reason. So betting-wise, we have Green Bay minus seven here at home, 54.5 on that total, Derek. I'm going to take Green Bay. I think they're just a the better football team. Uh, I want to go over. The last time these teams played, 77 points. I'm not expecting that, but uh, these defenses are both pretty bad. So uh, it's a big number, uh, maybe a little bit of a fish play, but I'm going to go the over here. Chop, what do you got? Uh, I'd also just like to throw in there real quick on Adam Thielen. I think he's the better receiver out of these two this week. But remember that week one numbers look very gaudy, but they were all in garbage time. I mean, yep. like four four touchdowns behind and all like fourth quarter stuff. So got to be careful with that. But, uh, man, Aaron Rodgers looks so damn good. And uh, he's he's got something to prove here after that bad Tampa Bay game. And he's on a mission. So uh, I'm taking the Packers here. All right, and it's a good point on Thielen as well. Uh, so, but I just the shootout potential in this game. It's tough to trust Kirk yeah. Cousins. That, that's the problem. But uh, good, good info there, Chop. All right, next game. Wait, 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 wait. Is oh. it cold? You're our Green Bay weather guy. If it's if it's cold, we got to be off of Minnesota, right? Like well, well, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is terrible outside of the dome. It's definitely cooling down for sure. I, I don't think we're going to see snow like we got in Denver, but uh, we're getting there. So it's that, that's a good call. He he does not like the outdoors. So that, that could be some turnovers and uh, even in a high scoring game, you know, maybe Green Bay defense uh, is in play, you know, not, not something most people will, will target a uh, 54 and a half point total, but uh, the defense could be the way to go here paired with whoever the running back is. So, uh, great call. Chop bringing the weather info, too. Maybe maybe Roth's in, in trouble here. You got, you're taking Blender's spot. You're taking Roth's spot. I mean, Chop, Chop's doing it all here at RG. So uh, anything else, Chop, before I move on to the next game? Yeah, I woke up, and it was 45 in San Antonio this morning, man. This is atrocious. I don't even know what to do with myself. I can't walk the dog or anything. Is that what's the breaking point where you're like, no, nope, I ain't going outside today? What what's the number? Man, well, I don't go outside. I I, I could literally, <laughs> I've got a car sitting in the driveway that it won't even start. I haven't I haven't used it so I've used it so little in the last eight months that it won't even start right now. So that's how much I go outside, really. So you're just chilling at home, swimming in the millions, huh? <laughs> No, all right. I got I to gotta work at RG because I need to make it all back. That's right. That's why we're all here, isn't it? So let's yep. move on. Next game, we got Pittsburgh and Baltimore. This one should be fun. I mean, the, the total is just sitting at 46 and a half, but uh, just football-wise, you know, th these are the games that, that I love to sit down and watch. So uh, Pittsburgh coming off that big win at Tennessee, almost let the Titans uh, back in that game, but sealed the win there. Deontay Johnson uh, was phenomenal in his return uh, to the lineup. Did leave the game in the fourth quarter, so keep an eye on that. Uh, listed as questionable, but I think he'll be fine. Baltimore side of things, Mark Ingram listed as questionable. So, uh, Noto, we'll go to you here. And if Ingram's out, can we trust one of J.K. Dobbins or Gus Edwards, or are we still going to see a committee? Uh, and then Pittsburgh, it's going to be a weekly thing where we have to decide what receiver it's, it's going to be here. You know, we saw Claypool kind of fall off, Juju back in, in our lives, Deontay play well. So, uh, break those two situations down, Pittsburgh receivers – uh, Baltimore running backs and the rest of this game, Steelers and Ravens. Yeah, for the Pittsburgh receivers, I mean, we've seen it. When Deontay Johnson is healthy, he's been the number one. Uh, we talked him up last week on the show. He was only 4,200, and I still didn't play him against the Titans. So I'm still kicking myself for that one. He had a big game. Um, he's up to 5,500, though, on the road against a very good secondary. So 
don't think we need to go there. Uh, and then uh, in terms of the Baltimore backfield, I mean, it's a tough matchup, and I don't really know where the workload's going to go anyway because Lamar Jackson's still their best runner. Uh, you know, we talked about him not running as much uh, a few weeks ago, but he had 108 rushing yards his last time out. Now they're coming off the bye. So he should be well-rested, good to go. Uh, it's an important division game, so I expect him to do a lot on the ground. So uh, I'm going to be avoiding uh, the Ravens' backfield for sure. I don't think I'm going to have a ton of exposure to this game as a whole. I might take a few shots on Marquise Brown. He is third in the NFL in air yards. Uh, we keep talking about him being so close to a big game. You know, he's had some bombs go off his fingertips. He's been tackled at the one a couple times. So maybe he can beat the secondary, but that's pretty much it for me. And it, it's kind of funny. Like, this is the one of the better games of the week, and it's probably going to get the worst ratings because nobody's going to be watching their fantasy players outside of these two markets. All right, that, that's the problem I'm having here is I want to sit down and watch this game, Chop, but I don't know how many plays I want to put in my, my DraftKings lineups here. So uh, your thoughts, same situations, obviously the game as a whole, but uh, Pittsburgh receivers, the Baltimore running backs, and the rest of the Steelers-Ravens. Well, I'm definitely in the same boat of not feeling uh... – too comfortable with taking very many people from this game for Pittsburgh. I'm not going to take anybody. Uh, yeah, just maybe if Deontay's healthy, he's like he left that game again last week. So if he's healthy, maybe you can take a stab at one of the receivers. I certainly don't want the backfield in this game uh, for Pittsburgh. So I'm out on Pittsburgh for Baltimore. Definitely don't want the backfield. And even if it's J.K. Dobbins getting the bulk of the carries this week, I still wouldn't feel comfortable. Pittsburgh is just – they've shut down running backs. They don't run against them. And they've, they've allowed the fewest amount of receptions to running backs in the NFL this year. Eight, only 18 receptions to running backs. Can't really do much with them out of the backfield. So I'm out on that. But I think they can be beat on the perimeter. So I don't mind Marquise Brown in, in a tournament taking a shot on that. And I don't mind taking a stab on Lamar Jackson in a tournament because it seems like the type of matchup where you'd force him to run a little bit. And we all know if he runs, you can't stop him. And when he runs, that's when we want him in fantasy. So potentially a hundred yard day if, uh, if things boil out right. So I don't mind taking a shot on Lamar in tournaments. Yeah, I could see him being very low owned here. I mean, we, we have some great spots. Uh, we're going to talk about a quarterback. We already mentioned Aaron Rodgers. There, there's some other studs coming up, some guys uh, that are probably cheaper than Lamar that'll garner some ownership. So uh, yes, it's a tough matchup, but uh, you nailed it. He can break a slate uh, any given week. We haven't necessarily seen that this season and this matchup, uh, certainly not uh, one we want to attack, but uh, good call there in the ownership. Again, will be probably 5% if I had to guess uh, here early on. All right, how about a betting pick here, Chop? Baltimore minus three and a half at home, the total at 46 and a half. Goodness, I wish it was only – I would, I'll buy my half a point, but give me the Ravens all day on this one. Give me the Ravens all day. I'm going to go Pittsburgh here. You know, and that, I don't know if it's that half sucking me in here, but uh, I just I, – I feel this game's going to be very, very close. Come down to the last possession. Uh, I'm going to go with the Steelers here, plus the three and a half. Derek, what do you got? Yeah, I love the Ravens here. Coming off the bye, Pittsburgh uh, had that big win on the road where they nearly gave it away last week against Tennessee. And Baltimore has pretty much been, you know, one of the best teams in the NFL if they're not playing the Chiefs. So uh, give me the Ravens. All right, moving on. Next game, we have Tennessee and Cincinnati. Both teams coming off tough losses. Uh, Tennessee, we just talked about uh, that loss to Pittsburgh. Cincinnati uh, had that game in hand uh, and gave it away to Cleveland. A tough loss there. So only injury here we got to keep an eye on. Joe Mixon uh, remains questionable. We'll see if he's back 
uh, in the lineup or if we get another week of Giovanni Bernard. So, uh, Chop, we'll go to you here. Another 54-and-a-half, another big total. Two teams that uh, don't play a ton of defense here. Joe Burrow, massive week uh, last week. He's getting all of his receivers there. Gio eventually got there. I, I was underweight on Gio, got that touchdown, uh, kind of got him where he needed to go. Uh, Tennessee, do we see a, a, a resurgence from Derrick Henry and company here against this Bengals defense? Oh, yeah, for sure. Tennessee, load them up. And the good thing about them, when, when A.J. Brown's in the lineup, it's, it's a three-man game. You can take T- Tanny Hill to A.J. Brown. And if you don't want to go that route, you just take Derrick Henry. And to be honest with you, uh, in a good matchup like this, you can play all three of them in a cash game. I don't know if the prices are going to dictate that this week, but when the prices are good enough, you can take them all three. But uh, those are the three guys. As long as A.J. Brown's healthy, I don't want Corey Davis, don't want Janu Smith or Ferkser, don't need anybody except for A.J., Tannehill, Henry. Those are your three guys in this kind of a matchup. Cincinnati, I'm, I'm with you, man. Joe Burrow looks good. He's got his weapons. I don't mind Joe Burrow. Um, give me, I'm ranking them Boyd, Higgins, Green. Green very much on the outside. I probably wouldn't play Green, but he deserves to be ranked. And uh, Joe Mixon, I'll probably pass on. I know he's he's got some upside, but I'll pass on Joe Mixon in this in this matchup right here. I think it's more of a Burrow matchup. All right, Noto, let's go over to you here. I, I love Derrick Henry in this spot. They're a favorite. Cincinnati has struggled against the run and the pass. I mean, we're talking about the 26th-ranked DVO defense, so they're, they're not great against either. Uh, Tennessee kind of middle of the pack against both the run and the pass, so uh, obviously a stackable game with this huge total. We're not breaking any news there, but who are your favorite plays? Again, anybody you want to avoid in this spot? Uh, what do you got here, Titans and Bengals? Yeah, very stackable game, and you typically don't see a running back and a wide receiver on the same team, like have positive correlation. But, I mean, Henry and Brown, they've had a lot of big games together. So I do like the point the Chop made uh, just about playing those two dudes. Uh, you can even pair them up with Tannehill, even though Henry's not that involved in the passing game. But I do have some interest in Johnny Smith as well. It's the cheapest he's been in quite some time. Uh, the Bengals have allowed the second most fantasy points to tight ends this season. So uh, I like Johnny at 4,100. And then for Cincinnati, yeah, I'm still uh, sulking about my 2v2 swap last week. I had Burrow and T. Higgins, and I swapped in Watson and Traquan Smith. Um, I think Burrow Gosh. outscored both of them. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, so I'm, I'm still hurting from that one. But, I mean, this passing offense has been awesome. Uh, Burrow's had at least 44 passing attempts in three of his first seven games. You can play him with Higgins, Boyd, even A.J. Green's getting double-digit targets again. So uh, I'm hoping Mixon's out, and I'll just load up on the passing game again. Yeah, I mean, this kid just keeps getting better each and every week. But we're talking about over 300 yards passing in five of the last six weeks. So it uh, gives you some running ability. We know that, 34 yards rushing and a touchdown uh, last week. And that kind of unlocked that ceiling, uh, hitting almost 40 DraftKings points. So uh, it doesn't feel like chasing points to me here. I, I do like the matchup for the passing game for Cincinnati. i run it back with some Derrick Henry and some A.J. Brown uh, on the other side. What about a betting pick here, Noto, Tennessee? Road favorites at minus six, 54 and a half is that total. I'm a believer in Burrow. Give me the six at home. I'm taking Cincinnati as well. I mean, they, they've hung in there. They've played tough uh, outside of that game at Baltimore. I mean, they, they should have won that game in Indy. They should have won last week against Cleveland. Uh, I'm taking Cincy with the six. Chop, what do you got? Boy, I tell you what, 
going third is like, it taints the sample here because I hear you two guys take Cincy and then I don't know if I want to come, even though I was thinking Cincinnati before we even started the segment. And I don't want to, I don't want to just, now I'm like, oh man, I don't need to push it. But man, I was really thinking Cincinnati here at home as the underdog and looking a lot better. And so I'm going to go, I'm going with Cincinnati too. All right. It's our first, uh, first trifecta there. So lock it in Cincinnati plus the six. All right. Next game. The Las Vegas Raiders coming off that blowout loss to Tampa Bay. Just looked terrible. Uh, Tom Brady looked great in that game. Uh, traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns coming off that win uh, against Cincinnati like we just talked about. So uh, all the injuries here on the Cleveland side of things. Odell Beckham, obviously, we saw out for the year. Uh, Austin Hooper looking doubtful here. So do, do we trust these, these emerging guys? I mean, we saw Rashard Higgins back in our life. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones scored that touchdown at the end of the game. Harrison Bryant uh, having a big game here. So, uh, Chop, which one of these guys, if any, uh, do we trust? There's obviously a big hole in that passing offense, or do we just go back to Kareem Hunt here as a home favorite? And then Vegas. I mean, what do we do with this team? It's been Nelson Aguilar putting up numbers. So, Darren Waller, I think, is a solid play. Can we play Josh Jacobs? Uh, Another very intriguing game here, Chop. What do you got, Raiders and Browns? Yeah, it's it's a good game. I'll start off with the Raiders real quick. Uh, you know, Carr's not been terrible this year. Derek Carr's fine. Josh Jacobs is okay. And Henry Ruggs looks good. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I'm not a Philly I'm not a Philly Eagle fan, but, boy, they could really use a little Nelson Aguilar, right? He actually looks good, and they dumped him, and they have no receivers, but they're getting healthy. We'll talk about them later maybe. But uh, Ruggs looks good, and Darren Waller's fine. So I think they're all in play. Cleveland. Well, I'm going out on a limb here, and I don't even think it's much of a limb, but Baker Mayfield will now be a better quarterback moving forward for fantasy and real life now that OBJ is gone. RIP RIP OBJ because he was like my second or third pick in my home league. (laughs) He's gone, so I've lost that weapon, but he really wasn't a weapon. This may be – this may, like, unburden my team. I don't have to plug him in there every week and get his four catches for 60 yards anymore. Now I can actually plug in other guys who have upside. But I think OBJ held him back a little bit. Uh, I think Mayfield's a lot better quarterback without him. So right away here, I don't know if it's – I mean, Higgins, man, I want to say Higgins because yeah. it, it's easy to say it's easy to say Landry. He's the de facto number one. But Higgins just has a rapport with Mayfield that looks great. So I love some Rashard Higgins at this price tag. Yeah, I'll go back to Kareem Hunt. I think he's good. I think the Harrison Bryant guys were a little bit lucky last week. I'm not going to chase that. So I'm not chasing that. I'm going to wait for Austin Hooper to get back. I don't want any of those tight ends. And the Njoku guys were certainly lucky with with their three targets. And just one of them happened to be a touchdown. But give me all the Higgins, a little Landry, some Kareem Hunt. And I really like Baker Mayfield moving forward. Yeah, I mean, it's a great call. And and the OBJ thing, I'm with you. I mean, it, it's not only season long, it's daily too. Like it, you just, you, you know, that upside is there. We haven't seen it in forever, but we keep trying to make it work and it ain't working. So uh, I like the Higgins call. I think he's the guy that benefits the most. Uh, Kadero Hodge is supposed to return here uh, this week. So I, I don't know if that throws a wrench into things uh, with Higgins, but he would be the guy I have the most interest in. I couldn't agree more on the tight ends. I think Kareem Hunt is a great play here uh, at home against this, this Raiders defense and the Raiders side of things, Derek, I'm having a hard time. Again, I think Waller is intriguing. 
I don't mind rugs. Jacobs, I, I think there's better running back plays. Uh, Cleveland's been pretty good against the run this season. So uh, what do you got for me here, Raiders and Browns? Raiders side, I agree. Uh, Darren Waller, he's been the one constant in this offense, at least nine targets in three of the last five. Jacobs just hasn't gotten any running room. This offensive line has been pretty bad. You mentioned Cleveland's been pretty decent against the run. So I will pass on that as well. And uh, one way to beat Cleveland has been with the receivers, but I just don't know if I want to click on rugs or Aguilar, maybe in GPPs, um, but certainly not single entry. And then agree on Kareem Hunt. I think he's in for a huge game here. Seems a little cheaper than the other guys um, that were paying up for it at the position. Didn't really have a great game. Still scored 19 fantasy points last week. Home favorites, great matchup. Uh, all the things we look for, he's really involved in the passing game. And then I'll let you guys play Higgins. Um, I've played him too many times over the years in these situations, and he just doesn't come through. So I'll play Landry, um, especially if people are going to go to Higgins. And, yeah, Harrison Bryant, he's going to be the chalk value tight end if uh, Hooper's out again. So um, I'll probably – I played him last week, but I'll probably be off him this week if he becomes a chalk. Yeah, I mean, easy avoid if he's going to be overly popular. So in this Vegas defense, we're talking about the second worst defense overall in DVOA, 29th against the pass, 29th against the run. So basically play any Browns you want here uh, in this matchup with the Raiders. Now, this line, boys, something's fishy here. Let me ask you, I don't know if you guys have looked ahead, but if you had to set this line, what would you set it at? Derek. I've already seen it. Uh, okay, it Chop, have you have you done a look ahead here? I've not seen it, and it's not on the RG page yet, so I have no idea. what. The, when you tell me it, it'll be the first time I see it. All right, well, I want you to set the line here, and then we'll see how close you are. Vegas Cleveland, at, at Cleveland. At, at home, Cleveland should, should be uh, about minus six. Cleveland minus two and a half. Okay. Well, 50, 54 on the total. So – this is one of those you say, what am, what am I missing here? Because this seems like a smash spot for Cleveland coming off a win. Vegas traveling across the country. Just lost to Tampa by about 50. What, what am I missing here, Chop? So m- make a betting pick for me here, but I, I, don't, I don't get it. Hmm. I don't know what you're missing because I certainly, certainly don't think they'd give that many points to OBJ, right? Like, no. just because he's out. So I don't know what I'm – I don't know what we're missing. It is a sucker bet, but – you know, I've, I'm a sucker, man, so give me Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> you know I am with that losing record, so I, I'm definitely jumping in here. I'm, if Cleveland looks like the, the bet of the week, but I, I'll go Cleveland. I'm, I'm just scratching my head at this line, but give me the Browns. Derek, what do you got? Yeah, I'm seeing the line opening at three and a half, too, so it's gotten bet down to two and a half. Um, I want no part of that. Give me the under. All right, that's them Vegas insiders, man. They, they know their team out there, so <laughs> – Something, something to keep an eye on there, but I uh, just thought that line was kind of interesting. All right, let's go to our next game, New England and Buffalo. New England uh, got trounced at home by the 49ers. Just, just looked terrible all around. Buffalo, they got it done at the Jets. It, it was not pretty. Only injury to talk about here, John Brown, uh, remains questionable. So if he's out again, uh, we saw Beasley play well. Uh, there's other t- – Davis is obviously in play there, so – no, no, we'll go to you here. I, I don't know who we can trust on New England. Uh, just just Cam, everybody looked bad. Uh, and then Buffalo didn't look great, got it done. So an ugly game. Uh, what are you looking at here, Patriots and Bills? Yeah, we have Jeff Garcia calling out Cam Newton uh, for his play. <laughs> <laughs> That's never good. 
Um, so I, I actually like Cam Newton in this spot. I mean, NFL, it's a week to week thing, you know, um, it's hard to really carry momentum week to week. And I just think it's a good buy low opportunity. He's only 5,700 Buffalo's defense hasn't been as good as, uh, we kind of thought they would be They're 18th in DVOA against the pass 26 in DVOA against the run. Uh, he's averaging 10 rushing attempts per game. Uh, and he got benched last week. So maybe that'll light a fire under him. Uh, I like Cam quite a bit and you don't have to pair him up with anyone, but if I do, it'll probably be with Edelman. He's only 4,400. He should be able to avoid Tredavious White on the outside. Uh, so I actually like that a little bit in a, an important division game. And then for Buffalo, yeah, we know where it's going to go. Uh, you can play Josh Allen and then uh, the battle of the Stephans, Diggs and Gilmore. That should be a fun one to watch. Um, you know, if he ends up shutting him down just a little bit, and then it could be an interesting week for John Brown if he's active or Gabriel Davis if John Brown is out. No interest in the backfield, though. Uh, we saw Moss pick up uh, a lot more snaps last week. It was close to a 50-50 timeshare. So uh, just a passing attack for me on Buffalo. Yeah, I agree. A Singletary just does not look like the guy we saw last season. I don't know if he's, he's hurt or if he's worried about his job being taken, Chop. But uh, I'm with Derek there. I don't trust them. I do like the Bills receivers. Uh, Beasley's a guy that – you know, we kind of toss aside, but a, a great cash game play. He showed you uh, the upside that he can bring to the table uh, last week. So more of a DK point, play just to, to rack up those receptions. But uh, it's mainly the Buffalo side for me. I, I don't even know that I can play Cam. So uh, break the tie here. Any interest in Cam in this New England offense? And then where are you going on the Buffalo side? Well, I've got very, very little interest in Cam. But in a, you know, yeah, a little bit, just a little bit. Just because either one of two scenarios are going to happen, he's either going to be so poor that he gets gets benched again, and that's going to be it for the starting job for him, and Stidham will take over and they'll tank. Because I've I've actually seen some uh, some innuendos out there about Bill Belichick tanking. I don't, you know, you have to read the tea leaves there; they're weird, but uh, it's out there. So he either tanks and he takes a seat on the bench and they don't do nothing, or He's a professional. He gets very angry at what's going on and his own performances. He steps up and has a really good game to Julian Edelman. Like, like Notorious said, Edelman, Edelman at 4,400 looks very intriguing in a GPP. So those are the only two guys I would even entertain on New England side. On Buffalo, Josh Allen, I think, is okay because of his running ability. Not a big fan of Diggs this week wouldn't even be a huge fan of John Brown. I think Cole Beasley is where I would go to pair him up with anybody, and I don't want the running backs either. So and not not a great fantasy game, but there's some pieces in there. All right, Chop, we got the Bills at home, minus three and a half, 43 and a half on the total. Oh, man, this is a very tough one. That three and a half is tough. New England hasn't been good. I don't know their mindset. So just give me the under in this game. All right, I'm going Buffalo minus the three and a half. I, I just have not been impressed with New England for the majority of the season. Uh, Buffalo didn't look great last week, but uh, home game here in division, I just think they're the much better team. So I'll take Buffalo. Derek, what do you got? I'm going to take the over. I don't think these defenses are as good as they get credit for. All right, we're all over the board on that one. So uh, pick your poison there. Let's move on to our next game, uh, Jets and Kansas City. Chop, I'm going to quiz you again here. Set set the spread for this game. Jets at Kansas City. Kansas City should be minus 14 from my previous uh, history with Vegas. Kansas City minus 19 and a half uh, as of this recording. <laughs> so <laughs> <a big> one. <laughs> massive, massive number here. So in, 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the biggest, probably the biggest one we've ever had here on the show. I, I remember back in the day when New England was trouncing everybody and they were 21 or more every week, but uh, this is a big, big number. So Jets side of things, we saw Sam Darnold come back. Uh, we still have Crowder and Perriman questionable. Uh, Kansas City side, Sammy Watkins questionable, but narrative street here, boys, in full effect. Le'Veon Bell against his former employer in the New York Jets. How interested are we? Do, do we see a scenario where they just let him go nuts here against Adam Gase, or do they just, just – maybe we're getting too cute here. So that's my primary question here. We know the Chiefs are going to win. How much do they win by? Can we play Le'Veon Bell here? Didn't get a ton of work last week, but maybe he gets some extra here against his former team. So, Chop, we'll lead it off with you. What do you got, Jets and Chiefs? For the Jets, the only person I would have interest in is uh, is Jameson Crowder if he was healthy. That's it. There's nothing else. Even even if he's out, I think we've got enough of a sample in the NFL. It's small samples anyway, but we've got enough to know that really nobody's going to step up and prosper in this thing except for Jameson Crowder. So I'll pass on everybody else. Kansas City, that's an interesting one because, you know, the game script just showed you the floor on Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyreek in that last game against Denver. Just showed you how bad they can be in fantasy if things don't break their way. And 19 and a half, that's that's certainly telling me that this is going to be a two-quarter game for them. Like, sure, they'll still be on the field in the third and fourth, but it'll just be handoffs and grinding out clock. So I'm not so certain I'm sold on anybody there. I actually do like that uh, Le'Veon Bell revenge game call. I know – you step up in your very first game in Denver and you get six carries, but I don't think that's indicative. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is the number one back, and he only got eight carries, so you're only within two carries of, of Hilaire. So, and he got some work in the passing game. I mean, yeah, I'd be in on Le'Veon Bell because I, just like the narrative street has always – it's not about – you know, it's not about the actual numbers with narrative street. It's about – uh the co- I think it's always been about coaches and teammates yep. wanting to to wanting that guy to do better against whatever narrative it is, birthday or whatever it is. In this case, his old team, I think his teammates and his coaches recognize this and they want Le'Veon to do be- better. So I wouldn't be surprised if he got all the goal line carries. Whatever they get down inside the five, put Le'Veon in there, let him do it. Got a little extra work, enough to pay off a cheap price tag. I don't mind Le'Veon Bell at all. Yeah, and it's not only the narrative. It's, you know, a 19-and-a-half-point spread. They can do whatever they want. You know, they, they could get him involved early. Uh, if they're up big, they could grind him towards the end of the game and, and not have to put a CEH in any risk. So there's a lot of different avenues that, that come together for that. I think ownership, uh, we'll see where he comes out. Uh, that's kind of going to be my deciding factor. But a 4,600, Derek, I, I'm very, very interested here. I love the narrative street stuff, so – uh, this one really stood out this week. So thoughts there, Lavelle, uh, anything on the Jets side uh, to play? I kind of agree with Chop. Uh, it's basically Crowder or Bust for me, and I don't even know that he's going to be in there. But uh, what do you got here, Jets and Chiefs? Uh, Jets side, if Crowder is out, Denzel Mims at 3,200. I'll have a lot of interest in him. They've been talking him up. He's a talented rookie. Uh, made his debut last week, led the team in targets. Uh, we're going to have a lot of garbage time here. You know, 19-point underdogs on the road. So I actually like him quite a bit if Crowder ends up being out, uh, but he's the only guy for me. And then, look, I get it. 
with Le'Veon Bell, the revenge narrative. He did play 33% of the snaps, so a little bit more than I was expecting last week. You got to expect that number to tick up as the season moves on. A lot of reasons to like it, but I mean, I kind of compare running back to center when it comes to NBA DFS, where I just don't want to take any unnecessary risks. There's so many good options that I just want to take my favorite guys, and I don't think he's going to end up making my player pool. So that kind of makes the Chiefs uh, sort of a fade for me. I don't really want to play CEH if Bell's going to get some extra work this week. And then uh, Chop mentioned it, you know, Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey, they're all going to play good in two quarters, and then who knows what we'll get after that. So might just be a Chiefs defense type of day, and, you know, they're 4,500. So uh, it's kind of hard to click them too. Chiefs D and Lab Bell, baby, 9,100 for the package. Uh, throw it in there. But I, I get what you're saying, and I'm glad you kind of – Balance that out a little bit, but uh, certainly intriguing nonetheless. We'll see if we get any uh, any coach speak. I doubt it, but uh, something to keep an eye on here. A little bit of fun here with this Le'Veon Bell situation. Now, Derek, you putting the giblets down on the Chiefs, 19 and a half, 48 on the total. Uh, what's your pick here on the game? I'm pulling the rare abstaining oh oh I, I want no part of either one of these trying to keep that pristine record over there chop so here's where Terrible. we can make up some ground what do you got all right for first of all i'd like to point out that when, when it comes to sports betting in the nfl the nfl is the one sport i don't ever bet in hardly with straight up spreads and over-unders i always do the teasers man because it's just so hard to to get an advantage on the nfl week after week right there's lines are so good already tease it up a little bit I don't even know if I'd take the Jets plus 32 and a half here with <laughs> my teaser. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> so, they, I mean, it would be an interesting sweat right there. But I think just for the sake of making a pick here, I'm going to go with the under because I just maybe we see two quarters of just grind out. Let's kill clock and get out of here at the end of the game. So I'll take the under. I'm going Chiefs. I, I felt the same way. Like if this spread was 28, I, I don't even know that I want the Jets. So <laughs> they'll probably backdoor cover it. I can see the Chiefs getting out 28 nothing and uh, kind of cruising, and the Jets put a couple touchdowns on the board. But uh, th- this is a, just a, a big time mismatch. So I'll be the fish here once again, and I'll take that minus 19 and a half. Damn, that's a big number. Jeez, crazy. All right. Last game here in the early window, we got the Rams traveling to Miami. Uh, the Rams, we saw a dispatch of the Bears pretty handily on Monday night. Miami coming off the bye. And a big story here, Noto Tua, into our lives here. So uh, what's our interest level there? Are we going to jump in? Are we going to sit back and see how things go? Devontae Parker is questionable here. So something to keep an eye on. Rams side of things, uh, Tyler Higby, we saw miss that game. So he remains questionable here. For week eight. So Noto, a uh, small spread, kind of a middling total here at 46. Uh, what do you got here, Rams and Dolphins? So everyone has their own strategy when it comes to DFS. I only make a couple lineups each week. So, uh, you know, I usually take a wait and see approach with uh, situations like this. So with Tua, I'm excited to see him in there, uh, see what he can do. But I will be taking a wait and see approach. Pretty tough matchup against Aaron Donald and the Rams. And uh, we don't know who his favorite targets are going to be. So, you know, even if Devontae Parker is active, could draw coverage from Jalen Ramsey, um, you know, maybe go to Preston Williams, Mike Jasicki, but I'll probably just take a wait and see approach with this offense as a whole, you know, might take him a little while to get going or he might come out and, uh, you know, just be a world beater. You know, we don't really know just yet. So um, maybe you guys have a better take on that than I do. As far as the Rams go, uh, their offensive line, number one in adjusted line yards, Dolphins defensive line, 31st in adjusted line yards. So great spot for the run, rushing attack. 
Daryl Henderson has been leading the way the last couple of weeks. Cam Akers basically, you know, I think he's played three snaps over those two games. So I think it's a pretty interesting spot for him. Um, the fact that it is a timeshare should keep his ownership down. You can pair him up with the defense against the rookie quarterback if you want. And I just don't trust the passing game because you never really know which way it's going to go between Woods, Cup, and Higby. Uh, so overall, I just don't have a ton of interest in this game. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I don't love a lot. I, I love the call on the Rams running backs, but who, who the hell knows who it's going to be uh, any given week. So, you know, we saw Brown get the touchdown. We saw Henderson kind of lead the way. Uh, even Cup and Woods has been kind of frustrating uh, this season. Just not the explosive Rams offense that we've seen uh, in the past. So uh, as far as Tua, I'm with you. You know, Chop's probably the, the resident expert here, uh, being our college football guy. So maybe he's got more insight, but I just don't love the matchup. You know, if he was playing you know, Cincinnati or, or one of these teams where maybe they could open it up a little bit more. I think you're going to see a pretty conservative game plan here. Uh, and maybe that makes Miles Gaskin uh, the interesting play here, uh, even in a tough matchup against Aaron Donald. So uh, Chop, same questions. Uh, any interest in tour? Do we just sit back and watch it? Uh, and then the Rams, mainly, I guess it's the running backs and the receivers. Any of those guys stand out uh, above the rest of the crew there? Yeah, I mean, I guess I have a little more interest in golf to one of his wide receivers, Woods or Cup, whichever, whoever week it is this week. Uh, I don't mind that. Like that, I don't hold anything against them on that matchup on Monday Night Football against the Bears. That's a that's a tough defense, one of the best in the NFL. So I think that's a big bounce back game for one of those two wide receivers and and uh, Jared Goff with him. And I like the I like the running back call also. Uh, Miami, yeah, I don't think I could play two of this week. First game out the gate like that. Although I think long-term, he could be very good if he stays healthy. But right out the gate, no, I'm not going to play him. I'm not going to play Devontae Parker or Preston Williams just yet. I'm, I'm, not, I'm with you on the fact that let's wait and see how he does and who his favorite target is. Who knows who he's been practicing with on the side. So I'll wait and see on all that. I do have a lot of interest this week in the Rams' defense. Tua, the number one problem he had in college, even behind a great offensive line, and with great wide receivers, he holds the ball too long. I don't know if he's learned anything being in the NFL in these few months, but if he hasn't, he'll hold the ball too long, and you it's a recipe for a disaster against Aaron Donald. So I like the Rams' defense for sure. There you go. And you pair them up. And we're talking about the, the dead last DVOA defense against the run are, are the Miami Dolphins. You know, the issue, again, is, is picking who it's going to be. But, you know, a, a Henderson-Rams pairing, I, I like that call a lot. So I think there are people going to be excited to get Tua in there. And uh, we know the hype that comes along with that, that that'll bring some ownership, not as much as it would have years ago. But I do think some people will go there. So, Chop, great call there on that defense. Now we got Rams. Minus four on the road, 46 is where the total's sitting, Chop. Yeah, just because of the unknown with Tua, I'm going to go with the Rams here. I am also agreeing on the Rams here. I just think they're the much better team. And like I said, too many question marks on that other side. Derek, what do you got? I'm going to go the under. Don't know what the Dolphins' offense is going to look like. Goff, historically, better at home than on the road. All right, moving along to the afternoon. We get three games here in the afternoon window. So you are listening, as always, to the DFS OGs right here on Roto-Grinders. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. First game here in the late window, we have the Chargers. Uh, road favorites heading to Denver. Uh, another small spread, another small total. Uh, Chargers coming off that win against Jacksonville. Denver uh, got blown out at home uh, in the snow to Kansas City. So 
Uh, no major injuries on the Chargers side. Denver, questionable tags for Tim Patrick and Philip Lindsay. Chop, let's go to you. Kind of an uninspiring game here, but we, we get that late window. We get three games to choose from. We got to dig some plays out of here somewhere. Uh, who are you looking at here, Chargers and Denver? I'm inspired, man. All I right. like it. I'm inspired okay. in this game. All right. I'll tell you why I'm inspired. First of all, I'll I'll eat my crow, man. I'll eat it 100%. I, Justin Herbert did not look good in college. Not at all. Looking back on it, it was probably more the coaching staff because, like, he's looked good here as a pro. I mean, like a total 180 from when he was in college. So I'll eat my crow, but I'm excited because he looks good and he, he like reinvigorated these receivers, man. These guys look, Keenan Allen is a PPR monster. He's hitting Jalen guiding up the sidelines every other week for long touchdowns. Mike Williams getting action. Like Hunter Henry's the only guy left out and he's probably the best of the bunch. So eventually he'll get it. So I'm excited about the Chargers offense. I like all those. And the Chargers could not even run away against Jacksonville at home. So we know this is going to be a competitive game. We know that they're going to give up points to Denver and they're going to get behind and they're going to, like, it's just a good recipe for DFS right here. So I like all those aspects of the Chargers passing game this week. Running backs, I'll probably pass on. That, that really is a, a weird split right there. Uh, on the Denver side, I think they find a lot more success this week than they did last week and that was just a rough matchup in bad weather so I think they're much better this week Drew Locke looks fine Jerry Judy and he's fine Noah Fant he's not healthy like I need to see more out of him if, if he's inactive I'll take Albert O the other tight end that backs him up who probably has a better rapport with Drew Locke as and that's a cheap price I would take Albert O over Harrison Bryant in a heartbeat if Noah Fant is inactive but but Jerry, Judy, Tim Patrick, you could you could sprinkle in there if you want to pair somebody with Locke, and I'll pass on the running game because Lindsey left last week with a concussion. If he's back, I want to pass. If he's in, then maybe – I mean, if he's out, then maybe we can go Gordon just because Gordon will get all the work. But I'm certainly not a Gordon truther anymore, man. He sucks now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring some more narrative in here, Gordon against his former team. <laughs> so just, just, just saying. Uh, and, Chop, can you pronounce Albert O's last name for us, please? Ekonabi. Okay, close enough. No, I mean, that's probably way wrong. I just threw it out there. But, like, all through – I remember, man, we had, like, three years of this guy in college DFS, and it was just always Albert O. We just call him Albert O, man. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. 13 targets so uh, last couple of weeks, and we didn't see much of him, but he, he has arrived. You mentioned the, the chemistry going back to Missouri with Drew Locke. So, uh, I do like that call as a cheap pivot off of Bryant. Uh Derek, Chop's a little more optimistic. Uh, brought up some great points. Uh, I'm not arguing. Herbert's look great. Keenan Allen's seen a, a ton of targets uh, in this offense. So uh, which side are you on? Because I'm still on the, the unplattered side, but Chop's pretty high on it. Your thoughts here, Chargers and Broncos. Uh, for the Broncos, yeah, I like the Albert O call. 2,800, getting the targets. 13, like you mentioned, beer over the last couple of weeks. So I like that quite a bit. Um, got to wait and see with the backfield, you know, Melvin Gordon could still get disciplined for his DUI. Uh, he missed last week, but that was just cause he had a strep throat. And so it sounds like he could get suspended eventually. Don't know if it'll be this week or moving forward. And then Lindsay with the concussion. So, you know, maybe it's a Royce Freeman week. That doesn't sound very good. Uh, but I like Drew Locke a little bit, um, pair him up with Jerry Judy, if Tim Patrick's out and then, uh, Albert O, like you mentioned, and Keenan Allen, his price is just broke on DraftKings. I don't really understand. Uh, he crushes every week, and he's still only 6,200. Uh, I used to avoid him against the Broncos because of Chris Harris, but now Chris Harris uh, joined the Chargers, so don't have to worry about that anymore. 
Love the spot for Keenan Allen. I will be avoiding the backfield. I mean, they gave a bunch of guys snaps. Um, Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly both played less than 50% of the snaps last week. So kind of hard to trust either of them. And I don't really want to play Herbert on the road in Denver. It kind of seems like a tough spot uh, against a pretty good defense. So Keenan Allen for me on the Chargers and then just wait and see approach with all the Denver injuries. DraftKings hates Keenan Allen and Terry McLaurin. Those are two guys yeah. that just continue to, to put up numbers and uh, price never seems to move. So I, I'm warming up to that Keenan Allen call. I, I kind of overlooked the price, but you're right. 6,200 is for the amount of targets that he's getting uh, is absolutely insane. This defense has been very good uh, for Denver, but uh, that the target share is nuts. So uh, Derek, what do you got on the spread? We have Chargers road favorites at minus three, 44 and a half on the total. I don't know. These these both feel really good, um, the spread and the total. But I will don't take you dare the, abstain again. No, 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 no. You only no. get one I, of those a week. I will take the Chargers. All right, I'm gonna go under here. This feels like a game that could be a little sloppy. Two offenses that, that have struggled. So I'm gonna go under that 44 and a half. Chop. Old motto. I I like to live by. If you get excited, just don't fight it. I'm excited about the game. Give me the over. <laughs> hey, trust in the old beer gut there. I like it, Chop. So we're all over the board on that one as well. But uh, love the call. All right, next game, New Orleans and Chicago. So New Orleans coming off that win against Carolina. Struggled a little bit towards the end of the game, but got it done. Uh, Chicago goes out to L.A. Uh, and takes a loss. We saw Allen Robinson go down, a shot to the head. So it uh, doesn't sound like anything overly serious, but uh, something to keep an eye on. Uh, and then the Saints, uh, the big question mark is the receivers. Uh, who do we get back? Doesn't sound like Michael Thomas uh, will be back. Do we trust any of these fringe guys that, that put up numbers here? So, Noto, you, you make the call there, and these Saints receivers intriguing. I know Traquan uh, burned you last week. Are you going back to that well? Uh, is it a Camara week in a tough matchup here with Chicago? And then what do we do with the Bears, especially if Allen Robinson is not going to play? Yeah, receivers for the Saints. It's kind of tough. Uh, it sounds like Sanders is going to miss another game. You mentioned MT. Sounds like he might miss another game. Uh, Marquez Callaway is questionable. So uh, going to get a lot of Traquan Smith, Deontay Harris, Jared Cook. I will let everyone else chase those guys. Um, just give me Alvin Kamara. Anytime Michael Thomas is out, I don't mind the matchup. He's going to get so many dump offs. And this will probably be the lowest that we get him in terms of ownership uh, since MT went down with his injury. So Kamara is probably going to be the only guy that I look to for the Saints. And the Bears, I mean, how are they 5-2? and two? They look so bad. David Montgomery is getting all the work, doing nothing with it. Uh, Saints are very tough against the run, and they got a shutdown corner in Mark Marshawn Lattimore. So, uh, you know, maybe look at Darnell Mooney. He could have had a really big game on Monday night. Uh, just missed like a 95-yard touchdown and a couple other deep shots. So, you know, maybe he's a GPP play at 3,500. But for a Saints game, this is uh, not as enticing as normally would be. Yeah, I mean, it seems kind of lackluster here. So maybe Chop's excited on this one as well and uh, can bring more to the table. I agree on Camara. Uh, the, the matchup will definitely keep some people away. Still going to have ownership, uh, no doubt. But I don't think it'll be as sky high as we saw uh, against Carolina. So uh, Chop, any, any faith here in, in BDN and the Chicago side of things? And can you dig out any more than Camara from the Saints side of things? What's the opposite of exciting? Because that's what I am on this game, man. Uh, for the New Orleans side, like, this is – I don't know I don't know Michael Thomas' status, but, I mean, if Thomas plays and he's in play, that's fine. But other than that, I don't want any part – like, Drew Brees got set up in the perfect scenario last week, 
and he and he took advantage of it. This is the opposite of that. Now he's going on the road, potentially cooler weather. I don't know what Chicago's going to look like against a good defense. Like I'm so out on everybody except for Michael Thomas. Even Alvin Kamara, I can pass on in this game if, if there's no Michael Thomas to help him out. So I'm out on, I'm out on New Orleans. Chicago's look terrible on offense, no matter who their quarterback is. Yeah, I don't uh, – I mean, if Allen Robinson plays and he's healthy, maybe in a PPR format, he's okay. He can get it done. But other than that, I'm just – yeah, there's nothing. I don't feel good about this game at all. All right, we have Saints uh, minus four here as favorites on the road, 44-and-a-half on the total, Chuck. For sure, under on this game. I'm under as well. Uh, same feeling I had the last game. Probably ugly. Uh, maybe they moved the ball in between the 20s, but uh, points are probably going to be at a premium here. So another under for me. Derek, what do you got? Leg number two of the parlay. Give me All right. Up. Looks like maybe, maybe we'll hit that three-teamer. One game left here to wrap us up. We got San Francisco traveling to Seattle. Uh, injuries on the Niners side of things. Uh, Mostert looking doubtful. So we have that whole running back debacle there with the Niners. Debo. A uh, questionable Seattle, uh, Chris Carson, the big story there. We'll see if he's able to go. Carlos Hyde, uh, also questionable there for Seattle. So a lot of injuries here. So hard to have a lot of clarity on this game, but uh, let's trudge through it here. A, a big total here at 54. Uh, San Francisco coming off a, a, a big win at New England. Seattle, tough loss, but the offense remains electric. So uh, Chop, we'll go to you here. And, you know, what, what, what do we not like in this game? This could be a shootout here. Well, it's all going to depend on some injuries here for sure. It's going to swing our entire our entire day right here. What's the injuries in this game? Uh, the 49ers running back. Whew, yeah, so I, I I really expect all those guys to be out, and uh, Jarek McKinnon not. To, I basically I expect Jamichael Hasty to step up and be the number one guy here. So, and uh, he's at that price tag. I'm not sure he's going to be how popular he's going to be, but. I like Jermichael Hasty to step up and be the guy. They really like him. He looks great in this offense, so I like him. And uh, I like Ayuk as a playmaker, man. With, and yeah. without Debo Samuel, Ayuk is a playmaker. They got to get the ball to somebody out there at the wide receiver position, so I don't mind him. And then, obviously, Kittle's always week in and week out one of your best. So those guys are all in play. And then uh, for Seattle, San Fran's defense, just not as good as it has been in years past. So Russell to DK, Russell to Lockett, they're all fine. Uh, I'm super interested to see. We know Carson's going to be out, uh, and Carlos Hyde looks banged up. Travis Homer looks banged up. I wouldn't mind a little 4K DJ Dallas if uh, if this all plays out the way I think it's going to play out. That's a nice little salary saver, and I think DJ Dallas could have a, a decent game at that price tag. Yeah, and he's a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, we've seen him get involved. It's kind of his forte, but uh, very good running back at, at Miami. So if he gets a shot – uh, as a home favorite is where we like our running backs, big total game. So, I mean, that, that, that list of running backs here on DK is just littered with, with outs and questionables. And uh, it's tough to parse through all that. You got to go all the way down about the eighth spot until uh, you find DJ Dallas. So uh, interesting there. I love the IU call. Now DraftKings didn't do us any favor, jacked his price up uh, to 5,800 here in this matchup. Uh, Kendrick Bourne could be in play here as well at only 3,500. So I love Ayuk, but uh, that's a pretty big price difference there. So Derek, wrap us up here. An intriguing game, a potential shootout, like we mentioned. Uh, a lot of ways you can go here. Who's standing out for you, Niners and Seahawks? 
guys mentioned all the injuries. Definitely important to keep those uh, in mind throughout the week. It does sound like Tevin Coleman could be back this week, uh, eligible to return from IR. So uh, if he's back, then I'm just going to avoid that situation. If he's out, I agree with Chop. I think Hasty's the guy that you want. Uh, but this is a pass funnel defense in the Seahawks. 30th in DVOA against the pass, 9th in DVOA against the run. I think you play Ayuk, like you guys mentioned, play Kittle. Um, and I don't even hate Jimmy Garoppolo, sort of the cash game quarterback. He's cheap enough that he can get there. And for, uh, yeah, for the Seahawks, just got to wait on the backfield, and we know what to do with the passing game. Uh, you pair up Russ with uh, Lockett or Metcalf and go from there. All right, we got Seattle minus three and a half here at home, 54 on the total, Derek. I am going to take Seattle. I am as well. They always find a way to, to not cover the – they always seem to be like three or four-point favorites, and they always seem to find a way to not do it. But I, I just think they're the better team here. San Francisco looked good last week. Still not sold on them. I, I don't know that they could slow down uh, this Seattle attack. So give me the Seahawks as well. Shop, what do you got? We're going to make it a three-teamer? Don't, don't force it now. But your pick here, Niners and Seahawks. Oh, I'm not forcing it. You guys are going to get the hook. I'm going to take Frisco. Uh-oh, there he goes. He's on the other side. So That's probably uh, the smart side. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, well, we agreed on two. We agreed on Cincinnati and something else along the way. So, small little parlay for you, but that will wrap us up for week eight. Covered every single game. Gave you our favorite betting picks along the way. Guys, any final thoughts here for the people before we get out of here? Noto, let's go over to you. Just remember, this is an introductory show. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. You know, last <laughs> week's slate was very different by the time Sunday rolled around. Um, so just remember that uh, we like to have some fun with the show. Uh, we all have different content throughout the week that you can get our final thoughts on. So uh, just remember that and good luck, everybody. Yeah, and it's, I think what I like about it, not only doing it with you guys and getting your, your different viewpoints of things, but I think it's all our initial look at the slate. You know, we, we digest Monday Night Football, whether it's the – the first game of the week, the last game of the week, I'll leave that debate up to chopping company, but it's our initial look, our initial feelings on things and uh, things can change. Injuries can change, but I just like that initial thoughts uh, before we start looking at ownership projections and, and projections themselves. And uh, it just gives you a different way to look at it. So great point there. We do record on Tuesdays. So a lot can change and you can always reach out to any of us. If you have any questions on the various social media platforms or Right on RG, there's a little private message thing you can utilize there as well. All right, Chop, let's go to you, buddy. Final thoughts here for week eight. Shout out to Justin Herbert for uh, helping me steamroll Chef James in my home league. So <laughs> I appreciate that. And uh, otherwise, guys, I'm, I'm always in Discord in the RG chat. And if we, we could just shoot the breeze about things. We don't even have to be fantasy or sports related. If you see me in there, Drop me a line, man. I'm always in there, and I'm always uh, willing to converse, man. I got to get in there and talk some sports cards with you, Chop. Starting to oh, starting baby. to starting making, to dot, oh, starting yeah. to dip my toe back in the waters here a little bit. So get in that sports card channel. We got one. All right, so there you go. Discord's got you covered for for everything you need, sports cards included. So thank you as always for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Appreciate the feedback. Uh, thank you again to our boy keeping track of all our betting picks. We greatly appreciate that. So for Chuck, for Notorious, I am Beer saying salut. Best of luck to you guys in week eight. We'll be back next week. Good luck. Good luck.